Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the July 2nd episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we're going to look at numbers 1430 through 1433 of the Catechism. 4. Interior Penance 1430. Jesus' call to conversion and penance, like that of the prophets before him, does not aim first at outward works, sackcloth and ashes, fasting and mortification, but at the conversion of heart, interior conversion. Without this, such practices remain sterile and false. However, interior conversion urges expression in visible signs, gestures and works of penance. 1431 Interior penance is a radical reorientation of our whole life, a return, a conversion to God with all our heart, an end of sin, a turning away from the evil, with repugnance towards the evil actions we have committed. At the same time it entails the desire and resolution to change one's life with hope in God's mercy and trust in the help of his grace. This conversion of heart is accompanied by a salutary pain and sadness, which the fathers call animi cruciatus, affliction of spirit, and compunctio cordis, repentance of heart. 1432. The human heart is heavy and hardened. God must give man a new heart. Conversion is, first of all, the work of grace of God who makes our hearts return to him. Restore us to thyself, O Lord, that we may be restored. God gives us the strength to begin anew. It is in discovering the greatness of God's love that our heart is shaken by the horror and weight of sin and begins to fear offending God by sin and being separated from him. The human heart is converted by looking upon him whom our sins have pierced. Let us fix our eyes on Christ's blood and understand how precious it is to his Father. For, poured out for our salvation, it has brought to the whole world the grace of repentance. 1433. Since Easter, the Holy Spirit has proved the world wrong about sin, that is proved that the world has not believed in him whom the Father has sent. But this same Spirit who brings sin to light is also the Consoler who gives the human heart grace for repentance and conversion. Okay, the section today about the heart. That's... One of the mistakes that can be made about religion, or not religion, about Christianity, is to overemphasize what is visible. There are other world religions, there are other major religions in the world, where submission, where obeying rules, outward rules, is what is paramount. The most important thing is that people fulfill the letter of the law. However, Christianity is a religion of the heart. 
what happens in the intimacy of our heart is what is important. And sometimes others will have no idea what happened. Yes, we'll see later on the works of penance, the fasting, the prayer, the almsgiving, these things, yes, sure, they're, they're, they're very important. I, I don't want to say they're not important. The Catechism doesn't say they're not important. However, what this section of the Catechism, which is, remember, before these things are dealt with, is dealing with is the heart. If our heart is not converted, if our heart does not turn back to God, everything else is in vain. St. Paul will say in his uh, hymn to charity, he'll say, Even if I hand over my body to be burnt and I have no love, it is useless. Useless. Sometimes some of the greatest conversions have been invisible. This is why, for example, the church doesn't have the opposite of a canonization. A canonization, the church proclaims somebody a saint and says that we can be um, morally certain that this individual is in heaven. And that's great. But the church doesn't have an opposite to canonization, some sort of um, uh, a process to say that somebody is definitely in hell. Because we just don't know. We don't know what was going through the mind of that person. Sometimes the biggest saints have been in secret. There was a whole tradition in Russia and the East for the holy fool. That people who are totally sane, out of love for Christ, would pretend to be crazy and would spend the rest of their lives pretending to be crazy just to show that they loved Christ. But showing just Christ this, everybody else thought that they'd lost their mind, that they were annoying, that they were causing problems. And they weren't. They were doing all this for love of Jesus Christ. And again, this is what we're called to. We are called to love Christ with our heart. To love him in our heart. In this privileged place. In this intimate place. And this is, uh, in a sense, this is all that matters in Christianity. That it could be that uh, nobody notices, but God notices. God sees what happens in the secret of our heart. And that's all that matters. Again, there are times when we have to show our faith. There are times when we have to profess our faith in public. But many times our intimate life with Christ is not seen by anybody but Christ. And this is fine. This is good. Because if we parade our righteousness, we already have our reward. The Lord tells us in the Sermon on the Mount. And so this is about uh, having an intimacy, an intimate life with Jesus Christ. And we're invited to this, to have an intimate conversion. That yes, afterwards we'll look at the different works of penance, which are, which are great. But before these, there has to be this, um, this intimacy in our heart with Christ. Kind of like the good thief. The good thief... Nobody really knew about it. He converted and he spoke to Christ on the cross and thanks God we have it written down in the gospel because he, he vocalised it. But if uh, there had been nobody there, imagine nobody had caught the, 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 the 30 seconds of conversation between them, then everyone would have, be, would have, would have presumed that this good thief, uh, Dimas is the name traditionally given to him, they would have assumed that Dimas was a terrible individual. In a sense, he was. He says that he, he deserved the death penalty. 
So again, it wasn't for, uh, I don't know, for um, for for uh, being a litter lout. It wasn't for uh, some minor thing. It wasn't for travelling, uh, I don't know, 100 kilometres in an 80 kilometre zone. That wasn't his fault. It was something that deserved death, even by his own estimation. And yet, without him having really done anything other than spoken to Christ, he's forgiven. Because what happens in his heart is the most important thing. And so we shouldn't judge people on the outside. We shouldn't say, oh, well, he's holy, he's terrible, he's good, he's bad. No. We have to leave this to God. And all of us are invited to find the Lord in this intimate space. And perhaps uh, if we see that this intimate space needs development, that if we see that we haven't um, given enough attention to it, to start again, to start again on this path of rediscovering our heart, of rediscovering this intimate space, and then inviting Christ into this intimate space to allow us to truly repent, to allow us to be truly healed, and to allow us to truly find eternal life ourselves. So very well, so tomorrow we'll continue. And tomorrow we're going to look at numbers 1434 through 1439. God bless.